Hi, welcome back to Not So Southern Dream. I'm Ray. And I'm Sean. We got a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Dude, we had our first kid-free weekend in... For, for two nights in a row, it's the first time ever in over two years now. We had a blast. We had, like, went out, ate a meal, just quietly. It was quite enjoyable. We went shopping and went through stores without having to say, no, don't touch that. It was it was enjoyable, but he's home now, and I'm glad to have him back. Uh, I'm sure you know how those feelings go. Well, it was so nice today that we went outside, and I took both kids. Uh, Logan played on his bike, and Hudson started playing in uh, uh, leaf piles, and it was it was real fun. He's discovered the uh, swing set and everything outside, and he's just ready to do some work. We went out there for about an hour and, and really had some good times. So That's awesome. I was going to tell you, I, I got a story for you before we kicked stuff off, and it happened to me a couple weeks ago. And I'm pretty sure I haven't told you, <clears throat> but it was a in- slightly entertaining story to happen to me as usual. So I went to get a couple of tires put on Michelle's car. And while I'm in the place of business getting some tires, there's a uh, lady beside me and she's trying to get a full set of tires. And the gentleman that works there is talking to her and he said, ma'am, you have you have three tires where the belt is showing. I cannot legally let you leave here without reporting it because this vehicle is unsafe to be on the roads. So you, you're going to need some new tires. So that's where the she stood, and she's on the phone with her husband, and there's negotiations going back and forth, and she steps to the side for a moment and has like a, a one-on-one with her husband on the phone. She comes back to the guy, and she's like, if if we bought four tires today, but then in a couple of weeks we were unhappy with those, could could we return them? And he he's like, no, no, you you can't do that. What it was is turns out she is planning a trip and needed new tires for the trip, and she wanted to take her vacation, return, and then see if she could return some tires. Uh, there's special people in this world, man. There's special people in this world. Well, there's frugal, and then there's that. I mean, what are you going to do? I, I don't know. Natural selection is a thing. Uh, it's a scientific fact, so... Dar- Darwinism at its finest. He, he missed one there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But anyway, like you were saying, this has been a busy week. We've had uh, a lot of good information, a lot of good stories came out this week. What do you got for us to lead off? Well, of course, rolling into our news, um, as we know, Batman, Ben Affleck stepped down as director of the Batman. Well, somebody stepped up. The director of War of the Planet of the Apes and Dawn for the Planet of the Apes is going to be directing Batman. Now, how do you feel about this? That's... Okay with me, I guess. You know, I I wanted Affleck to be in control. I I wanted him to be the director. I really did. And I, you know, the the we had discussed bringing this up last week and decided to let it go because it was a rumor, strictly rumor. But from what I hear, that this director is happy 
with Affleck's script that he wrote, and that's okay with me. I just didn't want his script getting manipulated and changed a ton so that it really wasn't his story or what he wanted to, you know, portray. Because as an actor, obviously, you need to be invested in the story. And if somebody went in and he had taken taken time to, you know, write a story that he cared about, and then somebody comes in and scrambles that, you might not get the best performance. So the fact that the director is leaving the script as is, and from what I read on one article, they have a good rapport. I think it's a good choice. Maybe it relieves a little stress off Ben and uh, WB, and we can move on, you know? Well, I look at it like this. I mean, uh, Matt Reeves, who directed uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and is, is and the upcoming war, um, just off of Dawn, I think he's proven himself. I mean, that movie is... You believe in the apes. You see things... You're rooting for the apes. And the movie is absolutely beautiful. And uh, the trailers... Of course, we can't judge the, the new movie on the trailers alone, but it looks good, and it looks like it carries that through. I, I, I didn't think about this whenever they announced that uh, he stepped down, but I think I can handle Matt Reeves' vision of, uh, of a Batman. So... Uh, I put a smile on my face when I read the article. I'm happy with it, and hopefully, as I always say, I know we we seem to hound on DC a lot, but I, I truly want an awesome Batman story. <laughs> Speak. <laughs> Sorry, I hate to break you midstream, but I read today um, where uh, uh, Morpheus himself was uh, put some smack on DC for not being as good as Marvel, Mr. Perry White. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he uh uh he was stated <clears throat> saying that uh you know, DC isn't uh it, it isn't doing par for the course. They need to step up their game to match what Marvel's doing. And I thought that was a very ballsy move for a a uh, actor in the DC universe. So He yeah, was supposed that- to be in uh, justice, but he had a scheduling conflict, and that's where the the interview came from. Um, but speaking of uh, Thanos himself, huh? Huh? I got Benicio del Toro, but what's uh, what's the other one? Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Let's go with Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin was in an interview talking about Avengers: uh, Infinity War and mentioned how he's uh, looking forward to working with Benicio del Toro who, of course, played the Collector in Guardians of the Galaxy. So there's another one added to the list. We're just going to keep going. Everybody in the world's going to be in this movie, and I'm getting more and more excited. Well, I mean, obviously we've seen, by now everybody's seen all the stuff that they've put out on Facebook, and it looks incredible. And, you know, in one of those mid-clips that they've sent out on Facebook, the... I believe it was James Gunn was saying nothing like Infinity War has ever been done before. This is the culmination of years and years and years of hard work and nothing like this film has ever been done and that just makes me so excited. Like like ser- seriously it, it it makes me think like I I could be watching one of the greatest movies of all time 
Is that what I'm going to get to see? Ooh, ooh, yeah, but guys, we we got to make sure we temper this because you're gonna go you're gonna go into that theater crying before you've seen anything, praising everybody, and then you're gonna walk out going, "It wasn't as good as I thought." <laughs> like I know, the, you could walk out. You could walk out from from uh, um, Age of Ultron with this and be like, "Oh, oh," but if you go back and think about it, Age of Ultron was pretty good i mean imagine if 1989 somebody gave us age of ultron we would all be oh this is the greatest thing ever i agree totally Uh, agree but uh, But go ahead i just think we should temper our expectations yes it is very exciting to see all this happen to see how excited the people are but also remember, it's it's two hours of your money you're going to see on the screen, and it's going to happen, and you're going to have an opinion on it. Just make sure you're ready for that part of it. So, but absolutely. Uh, no. Speaking of stuff that keeps getting teased, Iron Fist, that new full trailer. Oh my oh. god! Oh, so good. I freaking loved it. And uh, Marvel likes to stray away from some things at times, like on Agents of Shield. Iron Fist smooth has a glowing fist. Oh yeah, it, it looked incredible. the The whole trailer was awesome. I love the part where he's getting escorted out of his own building and uh, decides to just uh, flex a little muscle, puts those guards down pretty quick. Oh yeah, the takedown. I like it. I like it, man. And Colleen, I, I think it looks great. Colleen Wing looked really good. Um, I don't know who that actress is, but she she nailed it. Oh, she did. Have you seen the uh, released clip of her full cage fight? No, I have not. Oh my goodness, you need to look that up. Just look up Colleen Wing, Colleen Wing cage fight, and uh, it's a, at least a two or three minute clip of her full cage fight that we get the glimpse of in the trailer. It is awesome. She is going to be incredible. And speaking of more Marvel news, um, did you see Legion? Yes, and I liked it thoroughly. I mean, I, what's your opinion of it, honestly? It it's really good. The fact that oh man, how am I going to put this? Like. I was a little confused, but I believe it was meant to be confusing. Oh, believe, yeah. You know, it, it was totally meant to be confusing. We are inside the head uh, of the the way I explained it to somebody that had no idea wh- who Legion was. I was said, you know, imagine the powers of the Phoenix multiplied, but in the brain of a schizophrenic. Yeah. <sighs> Legion is a hard one, and whenever, whenever I heard that they were doing this series, I, I was kind of perplexed because it, it, to try to tackle a character like Legion is just something. It needs somebody smarter than me to be able to do that. And you know, not that I'm a the smartest person in the world. I'm just saying I couldn't wrap my head around what they wanted to do. Of course, Legion David Haler is. Uh, a mutant, but he has multiple personality disorder. Like he absorbs personalities from other people, even in in, in part of the uh, mythology. And each personality has a different mutant power and and different uh, expressions. Like uh, uh, when Bill Steinwick was on 
you know, he could he would change faces and that kind of thing. Um, but he could also at 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 points unite his personalities and become Legion, um, his code name, where he has access to all of these powers and they're all amped up, and it's all crazy. Um, and he's, you know, he, he, he caused the entire timeline to collapse and, and form, uh, Age of Apocalypse, which is a great story. I'm not telling that story today, by the way, but the, the Legion quest that started Age of Apocalypse is a pretty good story. If you ever want to go back and look at that, but the show itself, I I did watch and I, I had a smile on my face the whole time. I'm like, why am I smiling? <laughs> why? Why? This is not funny. But I mean, it was ri- it was really written well, directed well. The use of of colors to uh, show the different personalities and who's in charge and and what's going on and the different scenes and the time jumps with <laughs> with his perspective, the powers. Um, I really enjoyed the show, and I should not have a right to, uh, because it's so kooky and so out there, and it's Fox doing Marvel, and this should not work, but that show really worked for me. I was really excited for it. I enjoyed it. I I really did, and I can't wait for this next week to see how it keeps on going. You know, I, I can see myself... Hopefully, I want this show to hold my attention. I want to find a show that when this season's over with, we're all going, I can't wait. Let's have season two now. You know, I want it to be great. But like you said, it's so difficult to do what they're trying to do. I I wish them the best because the first episode really got me and my expectations are high, you know. Speaking of, was it me or was that ep- that first episode like an hour and 30 minutes? I don't know how long it was. I just watched it. I just didn't even look at the time or anything. It seemed longer, didn't it? Yeah, it was, I mean, I was like well, almost you know, an hour the, in and there was still a lot of story. They'll do, they'll do an hour and a half episode every now and then. You know, because we're talking about FX, right? It's yeah. on FX. Yeah. Sons of Anarchy used to have hour and a half episodes. Um, I know It's Always Sunny has had hour episodes. So it's not unusual for FX to change up their show times for special episodes. Um, and also, I wanted to say the girl, uh, I, I don't recognize the girl in Legion, but uh, the lead girl the one he was right. girlfriend at first. Not um, Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> right, and, and she was enjoyable too, but I really did like her. Um, oh, yeah. I really I liked everybody in that episode. Even the guy, you know, the guy doing the interview, he was good. And then the other guy that never spoke, that's the I, correct? I don't have a clue. <laughs> I believe, I, believe I, I was, you know... I was doing some Google foo while watching, and I believe that gentleman that didn't speak that had the whitish eye is known as the eye. I do not know any of his story, but that's what I was led to believe. Well, speaking of stories, I wanted to touch on something. Um, Since we're talking about the collector and referencing Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't want to let it go by that we're getting Simon Williams in 
our Marvel Universe, in our Guardians of the Galaxy 2, we're, we're getting Nathan Fillion, and he's playing the character yes. of Simon Williams. Now, are <clears throat> you familiar with who Simon Williams is in the Marvel Universe? Oh, dude, pause the podcast, because I actually know who this is for the first time. I know a character. Hooray! <sighs> I'm happy. Well... I did want to talk about Wonder Man because, you know, he's very, very key in the Avengers mythology. Now, of course, he's not going to be the same character in in the in the Marvel movie universe. Of course, Simon right. Williams is a he was a Tony Stark kind of character. Uh, he got some inner or some powers from Baron Zemo early on and fought the Avengers, but ended up. Uh, changing his mind, sacrificing himself to save them, and died and was written off. And then, like in Avengers 140-something, 150, 160, in the middle of there, they brought him back. He was brought back as a zombie, where, like, the Black Talon, uh, some voodoo uh, uh, bad guy, uh, brought, brought him back, and they fought him again, and he stayed around, and and they he started coming around and and gaining his personality back, and became part of the Avengers. And even um, before that, before he originally died, they copied his brain patterns and put them on the Vision. So essentially, the Vision and Simon Williams have the same personality, and. Uh, at the point when the when the vision was erased, uh, they went back to Wanda. Went to Simon to do the brain pattern thing again. He said no because he was in love with her. Uh, at one point, he became an actor. <laughs> I mean, it's just a really, um, a really convoluted kind of story with with Wonder Man. I mean, he even became like he has ionic energy. Like now, he's pure energy. He doesn't really have a physical body. He just manifests one through his energy. Where he used to, he used to have a physical body, right? Um, and Nathan Fillion as that guy just has me giggling <laughs> every oh, time yeah. I think about it. Because like uh, like in the shots we saw, he's on movie posters. Like he's playing Tony Stark in the life of Tony Stark, and but it's Nathan Fillion, and it's he's playing Simon Williams. Love it. I absolutely cannot get enough of what is going on in Marvel. This is why Marvel is doing so much more than DC, because it's so enjoyable. They're putting so much in there for for everybody. There's something in there for everybody. There's, in DC, I don't know. I don't know that they're putting anything like that in your DC movies. I don't know that there's anything seated in those DC movies. Of course, don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge DC fan. I don't know the minutia of stuff. There may be yeah. 50 things in Batman v Superman that I that I completely went over my head because I'm not a DC hardcore fanboy. But I I don't think DC's doing that. I mean, do you know that? Is there anything like that in DC? Not that I have caught. Uh, you know, I'm probably on the same level as you DC wise, and I, I've probably actually read more DC. Then I have Marvel. Um, if I'm talking about my younger days of actually sitting down reading comics when I'm, you know, a teenager or so, I've definitely read probably more DC. And I'm just not seeing it. Like, 
I think DC is so scared about just making sure that their story is enjoyable that they forget to include anything else. Well, I keep running up against this wall that it, it's just the people behind the music here. Everybody you see behind the scenes in, in Marvel, it's Kevin Feige. It's the people they've picked to direct their movies. And every single one of them has been so excited about getting these characters right, about doing the right things. Like uh, Scott Derrickson, the director of um, Doctor Strange, he got the job because he took a part of Doctor Strange that he wanted to get right and put it in front of people that want Doctor Strange to be right, and they liked it. And like James Gunn, uh, be, having the right thing for Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, John Favreau, it just uh, these people are excited about what they're doing. Yep. Have we heard anything about DC directors or other than suits at Warner Brothers? Because the only I thing you hear, the only thing you hear about DC directors is how often they quit. <laughs> right, but I mean, I mean, seriously, I mean, you hear Zack Snyder get up there and be excited about stuff, but Zack Snyder's going to make a Zack Snyder movie. He's proven that. We've seen that. <sighs> I mean, where is your? Russo Brothers for the DC Universe. That's what I'm wondering. I do not know that, man. I wish I did. I wish I knew the answer to that, because then we could sell it off to them and make some money. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but but moving on, we're, we're going to come out of our story part. We're going to hit Local Hall. Now, Sean, I've, I've got a bunch for Local Hall. I haven't discussed it with you. What, what did you get this week? Well, this week I uh, managed to go by my beloved Collector's Paradise out in Cabot. And uh, at that place I picked up one pop, which I got the glow-in-the-dark anti-venom. I also picked up a couple of books, one of which I am very excited about. I picked up uh, New X-Men 114, first appearance of Next Sonic Teenage Warhead. And the other book I picked up is the Todd McFarlane variant cover for Walking Dead 100, first appearance of Negan, Death of Glenn. Spoilers! And I I freaking love this book, man. It is so awesome. I, I'm not even taking it out. I'm not going to take it out ever. It's like perfectly in the bag. I just want to look at the cover. It's so gorgeous. Yesterday, I was able to uh, do some running around this weekend, have some fun, uh, went out, hit up Toys R Us, found out that our Books A Million is closed since Christmas. I didn't know that. Aww. And uh, stopped by Hot Topic, picked up two Hot Topic exclusives. I got the Zombie Kenny, and I got Bloody Cassidy from Preacher. I also picked up one. Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. yeah. Step into Dude. a Slim Jim. That's right, man. I freaking love this pop. It was on sale. I got it for $6. And I know that just from Pop Price Guide that it's worth more than that. I, I am so freaking loving this Macho Man Randy Savage pop. And that about wraps it up, man. Uh, Michelle got a ton of pops. Like, I, it ain't even worth it telling y'all it, it, it was she she is dove in head first and she's got a lot of collecting to do because 
she wants all the jokers and harleys and stuff paired up it it's gonna be a chore but we're we're ready for that journey now what did you get uh, what didn't I get this week? Jeez. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I ran into something I've already got that I picked up two more. Um, the Sharkticons for the current Transformers Titans Return are a army builder figure, of course. Ran into a store that had three or four of them. I picked up two more just to make mine three. Uh, it's a great figure. Uh, some people are picking this to be figure of the year for the, the Transformers line. It's just a little little ball of plastic joy if you ever enjoyed the animated transformers movie um it's almost a perfect rendition of the of the sharkticon from that movie and it's just just a fun little ball of goodness um i did get something that i didn't think i would ever find around here um i went to one of our local um antique stores and they had some comics and John Byrne, everybody knows my love of John Byrne, his first work at Marvel was on the Champions, uh, number 11 through 15. They had every single one of those issues. Now, I did not get number 15 because uh, that book was a burner book. I mean, I don't know if you'd want it for a reader's copy, but they still wanted the same price as the other books, and I said no. So I've, I've got 11 through 14, um... Beautiful, beautiful artwork. I mean, it's his first work with Marvel, but it looks like his last work with Marvel. I mean, it's it's consistent. It's beautiful. Um, it's got my favorite characters, uh, like Ghost John Byrne doing Ghost Rider, Black Widow, Angel. Just a a bunch of good things. Bill Foster, uh, Black Goliath is in here. Uh, and if champions number 11, I didn't even notice this has a, uh, uh, Gil Kane cover with Bob Layton. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I like Gil Kane. And, uh, man, I, I was so excited to, to get my hands on that and to see all that. Um, and then lastly, I had the newest, the newest Transformers trade paperback. Uh, the story I, I've talked about before, the more than meets the eye storyline, uh, volume 10. And I did want to talk about a couple of things in, in that's going on in Transformers of Light. Uh, some really good storytelling um, in this book. Like this, Transformers has had comics for a very long time, from the 80s to the 90s to uh, the 2000s, the Dreamwave run, which was all art-inspired, uh, and some okay storytelling. Uh, some of the some of my friends that are artists met met every one of those guys. I even, um, you know, met Pat Lee, who was the owner of that company at the time. Um, and, and I really enjoy that time in Transformers comics, just just for the relationships built off of that. Um, but James Roberts and Alex Mime are doing just such a fantastic job on on this new run of Transformers comics. Um, I mean, just a couple of things that, that'll that'll knock your head off is like Megatron is now an Autobot, um, Hot Rod oh, wow. is <laughs> Hot Rod is uh, uh, this crazy <coughs> knucklehead uh, captain of a ship. Uh, I like it. It's it's really interesting, and like I mentioned before, some of the political stuff is not in my wheelhouse, but 
The storytelling and the art are both phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And I've recommended, uh, uh, somebody asked me what my recommendation was if they wanted to get started on Transformers comics. And I'm always going to say, the More Than Meets the Eye series it's currently running. Start there and you, you, you will never go wrong with that. That's awesome. And that's it. That's it? That's all it. Right. That's all I got. Well, that leads us <clears throat> to to Lost in Time. Stuff that we don't really see around anymore. And, dude, when's the last time? And, and I'm pretty sure it's because, you know, Radio Shack is gone by the wayside. But if you wanted to get one of those electronics build kits on a place other than Amazon, where would you even go to get it, man? Well, if I was eight or nine, it'd be the Sears catalog or even Walmart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back then, they used to be everywhere, but I have not seen one of those, not even at like Michael's or anything like that. Um, I do remember I was probably 14 or 15. I want to say probably closer to 15. And I had a truck already, and I drove it around my yard to learn how to... My, we have a pretty decent sized yard and I would drive it around my yard to learn to drive a stick shift. Well, I had already got the idea that, Hey, I want an awesome radio in here. Before I did that, my dad had got me an electronic build kit, build your own radio so that I could learn all the parts. And I remember sitting down with a, uh, solder gun and the schematics and putting it all together and building a working radio. And I don't know if there's a place around here that you can go and get one of those nowadays. Hmm. Well, Radio Shack is still around. Well, you know, there's might be, I think there's one maybe in the Little Rock area, but I remember growing up, they were all over the place. Like, even our little town of Batesville had a fairly nice radio shack. Yeah, downtown on Main Street. Or even when they moved up uh, in that little strip mall across from 20th. Yeah, at one point, there were two uh, there were two operating radio shacks in Batesville. Yeah, I know. And when we were growing up, it was a town less than 10,000 people. I just don't know what happened to uh, the build kits. I don't know what happened to Radio Shack for sure. It all went to sharper image. Yeah. Great. <laughs> well, mine, uh, you're going to have to hang with me, guys. Mine is another Transformers thing. Oh, my God. This guy. This guy. I know it. But there is a... Now, you can get the Japanese Transformers stuff uh, on disc in America, don't have to hunt them down. You, you can order them. Uh, okay, so we're talking about the, the cartoon series. Absolutely. When Transformers okay. ended in um, on season three, now we did have a little five-episode season four, uh, but throw that out. Uh, in Japan, Transformers continued, and they did a series called Headmasters, uh, Super Godmaster Force, and Transformers Victory. They also did a one-shot Japanese animated movie, and it wasn't intended to be that, but it, it was going to kickstart a, a new series, but it didn't do so well, called Transformers Zone. And it's pretty good. <laughs> I really like it. Of course, I'm a Transformers guy. 
I actually I actually bought this off a guy on eBay thinking they'd released it, and it it was not. <laughs> But it was a very professional, high-quality copy. Uh, somebody printed out a label, made a CD case and everything. Fooled me, but I got my money's worth. So, uh, And you, you can find it, it, the internet, it's out there. Uh, Transformer <coughs> Zone, and it tells the story of um, Diatlas uh, becoming the leader of the Transformers. And of course, this is all in Japanese. Um, right. And is it is it subbed? So it's subbed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But um there's some great things to watch in here. I mean it's it's classic Japanese anime, big robots, you know, fighting like his wings like he takes his wings off and merges them together and it becomes this huge Z that there's no possible way on earth you could make that happen. <laughs> And it's like this awesome. huge weapon, and he's cutting people into like the all the uh, um, all the combiners from like Devastator all the way to like Trypticon show back up in this. But they're all like the nine Destron generals. Like some forces raised them from the dead, and he's cutting through them. Like there's a scene where he uh, uh, takes his Z and cuts like right through the middle of Predaking, and Predaking slides in two, and you see the brain matter and stuff fall out. And <laughs> it's really, it's really fun. It's a really fun, uh, uh, you know different look at Transformers. And if you get a chance to watch it, it's really enjoyable. It's great animation. And it's just really fun to see uh, this kind of take on Transformers. And I do recommend anybody take a look at it. It's great and fun. That's awesome, man. Well, you you gave us that review there. That'll lead us right into our Have You Seen It section. And my Have You Seen It for this week, I, I just watched last night, and I finally got to see the new Magnificent Seven movie. How was that? I freaking loved it. I, I thought it was awesome, and I thought they did a great job. And just so people know, I am a, still a huge fan of the original Magnificent Seven made back in, what is that, 1960, 1962? Somewhere around there was the original, wasn't it? Seven Samurai? What? No. Oh, oh. I know, I know. That, that's like, you know, you can go through those type movies, and there's several of them. Like you said, there's Seven Samurai. There's uh, Dirty Dozen. There's Suicide Squad. There's, you know, the original Magnificent Seven, and then this one. I, I think this one holds up. It is great. It, you know... Just to let people in on a thing, I, I'm not, and I know I'll probably take crap for this. I'm not a huge fan of Denzel Washington. Now, now before people start yelling at me, just I watch his movies. I'm just not a big fan of his. I'm sorry, but I thought Ethan Hawke did an incredible job. Chris Pratt did just phenomenal. He, he's such a force in our movie world today Chris Pratt is and, and the thing is is he he does every role so great he and what it is is he's not just one of those niche guys he doesn't just do a particular character in a movie all the time he's able to move from movie to movie and play different type characters and different style roles 
I, I really think Chris Pratt's a, a great one. And this new movie was excellent. I really enjoyed Magnificent Seven. That's awesome. Mine is now. My mine is not kid friendly at all. Now I'm just throwing that in there. Mine is got? the forbidden fruit of 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 my not my childhood because I didn't hear about it in my childhood, of course. Uh, Fritz the Cat. Now, are you familiar with Fritz the Cat? I am. I am not familiar with Fritz the Cat. Fritz the Cat is a crazy animated story. It's like falls in that same category as like Wizards and like the Ralph Bakshi animation. Uh, it's it's the guy uh, from like Cracked. Uh, what's his okay. name? Okay. Oh. Anyway, the story is about this cat and his nine lives and his adventures. And it's very adult. Like, there's smoking, there's drinking, there's there's implied sex. I mean, there's... <laughs> I mean, it's it's adult themes, but animated and very funny. Crumb. That's awesome. It's, it, it's uh, like uh, the Crumb-style animation. Okay. And uh, it's, it's very funny, very enjoyable, very adult. Uh, I do recommend... I do recommend you you watch it at some point just for the, you know, the animation is really different. Um, it, it's it's enjoyable. It's funny. I mean, I remember several things from from watching it whenever I was a teenager. I'm like, oh, we're doing something bad. We're watching this adult blah blah blah. And but it, it turned out it's 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 really good. I mean, it's a co- it's social commentary at the time. It, it's got some. You know issues about status and and that kind of thing, but it's 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 enjoyable, and I like it. That's I, awesome, dude. I, I need to check that out. I can't believe that <clears throat> there's some kind of animation like that running around that I haven't seen because that's usually my cup of tea right there. So I'll need to check that out for sure. Now, now, the, uh, uh, I'll, don't I'll see it. it don't I'll see check it out. It. Don't see it. Now, now, another movie that I don't want you to see, and now the first one I really liked. I mean, did you... I, I did? I agree with you. Okay, I am talking about the movie Neighbors Two, and I thought the first movie was awesome. Dave Franco, Zac Efron, Seth Rogen—just incredible cast playing pranks on each other, pulling stuff out. And let me say, the cast in the second Neighbors was really good. I mean, everybody was doing great. The reason we turned it off, and maybe I'm getting old, was, you know, the the first movie was them pranking each other back and forth, back and forth. It was funny all the way around. Well, the second one is a sorority moves in, and this sorority is led by uh, Hit Girl. Why can't I think of her name? Chloe Grace something yeah, something. Yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz. Chloe Grace, so. Jibber Jabber. Yes. Anyway, and her group of friends start battling back and forth with them for other reasons, blah, 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 whatever. It crosses the line. It crosses the line to the point that it makes you feel uncomfortable and you're like, this is ridiculous. What they're doing is totally wrong. I don't even want to be a part of this movie. I do not even want to watch it. 
Like they, uh, I'll go ahead and tell you. That sounds they, bad. <laughs> dude, they okay. They were trying. Uh, Seth Rogen and his wife are selling their house, and it's in escrow, which means you know they have the oh, the buyers have thirty days to say no. So they're like, ask the sorority, hey, chill, keep it down. Well, obviously they rebel and don't want to. There's a scene in it in which the girls have saved all their tampons and throw them at the window. Wonderful. There is a scene in which they sneak into their house, they break and enter into their house and steal the husband and wife's cell phones and start breaking up their marriage, like via text message and stuff. It is just, maybe it's funny, maybe I'm an old fuddy-duddy, maybe that's finally the moment where I'm like, I just turned off a movie because it crossed a line that obviously... I believe there is no line. I used to be the guy that would say, there's no line, cross it, just do what you want. And yesterday I turned off a movie because it felt it crossed the line. So I'm going to say don't see Neighbors 2, but if you disagree with me, let me know. Tell me if I'm being old and cantankerous and all that good jazz. What what don't you want us to watch this week, Rick? Showgirls. Oh my god. We finally went there. We finally made it to the don't see it of all don't see it. Yeah, but did did we get to the root of why? Like, showgirls... Okay, so us growing up, I'm on the outside of it, but you, you were prime. I mean, I watched it. Uh, I watched Saved it. by the Bell. Oh yeah. I mean, you you were right in the middle of all that. And yeah, that's that's I am a Saved by the Bell geek nerd fan. I've seen them all, every single one of them, and, even the summer episodes. Yeah, and so have I. It's just I was a little on the on the older side of, of watching that. But I, I, the girls from that were all, you know, kind of hot. Yeah. They, they kind of forgot a story, though. Uh, you know. They forgot any Tiffany, sustenance. You have Tiffany Amber Thiessen, who is amazing. You no, have, um, no, she's not in there. You have Lark not... Voorhees, who's amazing. Oh, you're, talking about... you're talking about actual Saved by the Bell. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about okay. Saved by the Bell. I'm not, I'm okay. not even to that yet. And then you've okay. got, you got Jesse, which don't get me wrong. Uh, uh, what's her name? Yeah, uh, Elizabeth Berkeley, who was okay. I mean, they, she had chemistry with Slater and this kind of thing. And you're like, oh, you know. I uh, wonder what these people are going to do later on. And then we hear Showgirls. Oh, Showgirls. This movie is horrible, Sean. This movie is... Uh, this movie is oh, horrible, Sean. I know. This I, is... This is... Hey. This is hey, Paul Verhoeven. This is the guy who did RoboCop. This is the guy who did Total Recall. And he's doing this movie with one of the girls from, from Say by the Bell. You're like, oh, uh, what? I want to see this. No you, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't want to see this. There is, there is, uh, a pool, no reason. There is pool waves, and there are there are menstrual cycles, and uh, <laughs> it, it's pretty gross. There's no but, reason uh, I should ever refer to those things. In it, 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 don't don't watch this movie. <laughs> don't, don't don't ever. I've made the ever. sacrifice for you. <laughs> Don't watch this movie. It is a Ever. disappointment. It is a mis- it's a mistake. It was bad. It was very bad. 
Absolutely. It was horrible. It was bad. It was horrendous. Don't watch Showgirls. Well, dude, now you we've talked about horrible stuff. Let's talk about good stuff. Coming up in the next few weeks, this is episode four up to episode 50. We want to start letting people know. Start sharing our Facebook page. We would really, really like to reach 100, 150 likes on our Facebook page. If you could start sharing it, it would benefit you. Starting from this episode, I will be keeping track of the likes on who follows our page and who follows our Twitter then you're going to receive further instruction the closer we get to episode 50, but we will be having a giveaway. And this will go better than our last giveaway, which, Mr. Stevie, you still have not received not a single thing from our last 25th episode giveaway because we're goofballs and who knew that iTunes cards were national and international versions and it was a cluster i will repay him one day uh I, i'm close enough to stevie that i would call him a friend and he he knows the situation so but this episode 50th episode 50 dude we are close to a year to doing this thing for a year and it's awesome and i love it me and you have been doing this for so long just calling each other and talking for hours for the 20 plus years we've been friends now we're doing this on recording and i am loving it and i want i I want i want at least 100 likes on our facebook page man i would really like to see 150 but 100 would just make me so happy that's about it man we just need to get out there and get to sharing on social media and see what we can do as we say each week you can find me at Maynard98 on Twitter. You can find both of us at Not So Southern G's. That's about it, man. For Not So Southern Gentlemen, I'm Sean. 